Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. I can't believe what I just saw. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. My good buddy Michael Trent, Mike. Uh, I started off the show with with that that Cleveland Buffalo game. I don't know what there is to say about that game. There's 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 absolutely nothing to say. Well, let's face it, Scott. We if we start the show with a six to three Buffalo Cleveland game, we can <laughs> only go up from here. This show is going to explode because we can't bottom out the way that game bottom out. Oh, it's got to get better. I'll tell you what. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. The Red vs. Blue uh, crew is with us, uh, along with a couple of guests. Uh, Canadian FF guy, thanks for joining us. We've got two Packer and KO Kid uh, regulars on the show. Thanks for being here. War Kittens, John Duckworth is back. Lance is in the chat room. Retired Rookie. If you haven't checked out that show, check it out at blogtalkradio.com slash retired rookie. That's Steve Waremski. Uh, he's been on our show and uh, provided us with some good Jets uh, information. wonder what he thinks about Braylon Edwards, Mike, and I wish I could find that sound clip that uh, last week when I asked you, is Braylon Edwards going to be, is he going to be fantasy relevant? And, and I think you, you answered with a resounding no, but he looked pretty good, Boy, Mike. Well, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very, very, uh, he made a big impact, uh, but the J-E-T-S, they got problems. They got problems, in my opinion. But uh, we'll uh, we'll touch on that later on because uh, they were, uh, you know, Sanchez, whatever, he's been doing this it or that. Good. But, uh, uh, they got problems. Yeah, well, you know, they moved the ball. Uh, they had a couple of – Miami plays good. They're, they're a real interesting team. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. We are going to break down – 
the uh, the you know those satellites that we uh, that we hosted this year, Mike. We had the yep. the satellite that you were involved in, the red versus blue, the first ever live play by play commentary draft. Uh, we're going to talk about that draft tonight. We're also going to talk about the first ever $500 big payback satellite draft where one of our fans, one of our listeners, uh, is going to be sitting at the big payback draft in Las Vegas uh, with the $5,000 entry fee paid for, comps and everything, and their chance to be the big payback champ. Uh, we're going to talk about that draft. That, that makes you feel good to have, uh, to have everybody involved and uh, to have a chance to be able to be participating in something like that. That's awesome, Scott. Yeah, so we've got uh, we've got uh, Billy Wasowski from the uh, Big Payback uh, Satellite League. He's going to join us tonight. Also, Mike Santos, Mike, uh, from the Red vs. Blue Satellite. Uh, both oh. these guys are right up there at the top of these leagues, and I wanted to get them on to, uh, you know, congratulate them and also to talk about their team and find out what it's going to take to win. So we're going we're gonna to look at both of those leagues uh, tonight before we go. We also have Alex Kaganowski, the doctor of props, Mr. Props, uh, is going to join us. He made a lot of loot for us last week. He went 3-0, and Mike, and unofficially he went 4-0 and with the extra, the bonus game that he gave us, the bonus prop that he gave us. Listen, all you have to do is follow his props. Don't go off on your own. Uh, don't go getting sneaky with it and trying to add a couple here and there. Look, he's found three or four value plays that will make you some money. He's done it again this week. You're going to find that. Stick around for the end of the show. About a uh, quarter till, we're going to bring on Alex, and uh, that's uh, that's been a that, hot segment for, for that, him, and he is he is on fire. That would be awesome, Scott. I mean, about quarter till, uh, I mean, that's super, because uh, last week he nailed uh, one that I absolutely love, and he just he said, take Creighton and the over three, three catches. And uh, it was it was a no brainer. I think it was over with by pretty much third quarter, and uh, beautiful job, Alex. It was it was, and it's always nice to to make some money like that, especially in this economy. You know, I've been hearing a lot about this economy, Mike. But the bottom line is this: the average family in America is saving about thirty to forty dollars at the pump every single week. That's one hundred fifty two hundred dollars back in our pocket every week. So don't buy into to, to all of the uh, all the nonsense you well, hear, you know, you know, you hear this, you hear that, uh, you know. I'm sure you hear it at work. Uh, everybody hears it at work. I do too. But the bottom line is, uh, like we've talked about, uh, you know, uh, six months ago, uh, gas was a lot more expensive. Or a year ago, gas was a lot more expensive. Uh, the Dow Jones hit ten thousand for the first time in. You know, whenever. So, and, you know, it's it's not so bad. It's not so bad. It's only as bad as we make it. So it's, and we're gonna, it's just the way that we have to move about it and do it. And so I'm, I'm looking gonna, forward to what's going on. We're going to hit 10,000 questions in the chat room if you don't pipe down, right, Mike. We've got uh, a couple of <laughs> questions already Buzzle here. Buzzle meter 10. Buzzometer's at a 10. We haven't pulled out the buzzometer for a while, but uh, let's see. We've got a couple of questions in the chat room already, Mike, so I'm going to run these past you real quick. All right. Uh, DP Center in the uh, chat, he's been uh, getting some help from the Red vs. Blue crew. That's really who to, who to ask these questions, not me. Finley, he's got Finley, Miller, or Shockey. Which one this week in a non-PPR? So you got you got Finley, Finley at Green, Green Bay. Looks great against Detroit, and obviously Detroit – has some big, big problems catch, uh, stopping the pass. They're the sixth worst defense against wide receivers in the league. Uh, if I want to look at tight ends, uh, tight ends, Detroit, well, you know, Detroit gives up a lot to the tight ends, too. They're one of the worst. Uh, but then who, who else does he have here? He's got Heath Miller and Shockey, Mike. Oh, this is non-PPR, too. Heath Miller and, Miller and one Shockey. Thing, one thing about it, Drew Brees, is, I mean, he is loving Jeremy Shockey right now. But he's loving everybody on that team. Uh, I, you know, I just I, I can't buy into that uh, at yeah. this point in time. Uh, Jeremiah yeah, Finley. Not against the uh, Giants. No, no, not at all. Finley looks like the play to me. But, you know, they do shut down the, the, the receivers pretty well. They kind of leave the wide receivers open or, or the tight ends open a little bit. Uh, they're one of the better matchups. They're above average matchup here for the uh, against the tight end. And, you know, there's a little bit of revenge factor for Shockey. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past. Breeze to go to Shockey, but 
when you're talking about non-PPR, you need a touchdown. So, you know, uh, Finley has had one game. I'm not really ready to anoint him. Heath Miller has been fantastic. And against Cleveland, uh, you know what? Roth has been looking his way. It, I'm the type of guy that I'm not going to go well, for broke there with Finley, and, you know, because I'm not real sure. They've got so many people they can spread it to. New Orleans, the same thing. I think I take Heath Miller in that call. Okay, well, uh, while you're saying that, uh, Heath Miller might not be that bad because if uh, Mendenhall does his drops and, you know, reverts back to old old school stuff that he does, uh, he might not get, uh, you know, two, three yards per carry. And if that yeah. happens, then that may open up, uh, you know, ben, Big Ben to uh, Heath Miller. And well, the other – no, Heath Miller is going to get uh, – Nonsense, uh, nonsense, targets. Yeah, I can see. I can see he's being a good matchup. I think I'm going to eliminate Finley, although he, you know, he's got a lot of. I wouldn't. <laughs> the U word. He's got a lot of the U word. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of like. I kind of like Shockey in this too. Again, I'm you know, it, it's going to be a tough game. You're, you, you, you imagine that Breeze is going to be throwing all game, and that's the one thing you're not sure about in Pittsburgh or Green Bay. They could by the halftime, have those games wrapped up and, and kind of give their guys a break in the past. But I, So I'm, I'm kind of torn. We might have to come back well, to that one, but I, I'm leaning towards well, Heath Miller. Well Scott, well, Scott, real quick, I've taken a look at this uh, this Atlanta team, and they've gotten off their bye. They're done, and okay. uh, it, it's time. It's balls out time for Atlanta. And I, I see Matt Ryan and the whole team, uh, Michael Turner and everybody involved to just go – just go nuts. So uh, yeah. I see this Atlanta Falcons team to make a serious run from this point forward because they don't Absolutely. have that big schedule. Absolutely, man. I had this same conversation with one of the guys, and uh, he, he came back with, uh, you know, Atlanta got uh, beat up bad by New England, and so uh, he didn't consider them elite. But I still – I'm kind of like you, Mike. I think they're elite. Let's look at this other question in the chat room here. We got uh, guest 4064. I think that's Billy – He's saying he's asking for Schaub or Big Ben, Mike. Schaub is playing Cincinnati, and that game's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a shootout. And then he's got Big Ben, obviously against Cleveland, which uh, Cleveland is kind of a middle of the pack team against the uh, against the uh, pass because they allow the run too. So, you know, you're a team well, that allows the the run so much. They're the worst team against the league in the run, just about with San Diego right there. So. That tells you that Pittsburgh is going to run the day, run the ball all day on. So I, I think I would pass on Roethlisberger because it's going to be so easy to run. You've got Houston and Matt Schaub. You can't bench this guy right now, Mike. You can't bench Matt no, Schaub. No, no, there's no way. You, in, in my opinion, uh, you got to start Schaub. Uh, ben, you can sit there, you can run the ball, you can do whatever you want to have to do. Uh, but uh, Schaub. At Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati's defense is good. They're very yeah, they good. Are. And they yes, shut down the I number mean, one, they, too, man. They shut down I mean, the number dude. one. If you've seen the stats, they've shut down Mason. They've shut down every, Jennings. Yeah. They've shut down Marshall. They've shut down every single uh, number one wide receiver they've played. And I, and I heard an argument that uh, in the in the football guys' message board, these guys were talking about benching Andre Johnson. <laughs> I'm like, you're yeah. taking it way too far. You're – you, you can't bench Andre Johnson, and they said yeah. for Kevin Walter, you can't do it <laughs> against Cincinnati. <laughs> right? Well, thought. apparently, but apparently but, but Cincinnati, the stats the don't level. lie. That's a le- exactly Scott. That, that's a level Cincinnati's defense has gotten to, and uh, so who knows? Are they going to take that next step and continue on? Uh, but I, w- I would start sharp, in my opinion. Hey, we got RT Techies in the chat room, buddy. Welcome to the show. A Cocktails and Dreams, Chad Schroeder is with us, too. Garbage points showing up as well. Thanks for being here, guys. We've got a lot to cover tonight. We've got Billy Wasowski coming up next on, uh, on Red vs. Blue. We're going to break down a little bit of that, of that league, that big payback satellite league he's in, Mike. Uh, so yeah. we're going to be right back with Billy Wasowski from the Big Payback. Hi, this is Greg Kellogg. You know the routine. It's Friday night. You're looking over your lineup. It's either Lavernius Coles versus the Browns or Lance Moore versus the Falcons. I'm a serious fantasy player, and regular fantasy advice just won't do. I need to know, without a doubt, that the fantasy advice I'm getting makes sense. That's why I listen to Red vs. Blue Fantasy Sports Radio. 
Catch Scott Atkins in the Red vs. Blue Crew chat room every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those difficult-to-make lineup decisions. I'll be there. Will you? All right, Mike. We've got a fantasy professional with us. Nice. Oh, we've got a fantasy professional with us tonight, Mike. Billy Wasoski. Billy Waz. How you doing, buddy? A fantasy professional. Is Wayne Ellis on the show tonight again? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking all Billy all the time. <laughs> hey, Billy, you're doing real good this uh, in this big payback league. You're 3-2 and two in the overall, but you're number two in points, uh, number one in points overall. And you uh, have 13 victory points. This is one of those victory points leagues. So talk to us about this team that I ranked going after the draft. I ranked as the number nine team in the league, and here you are sitting at number one. Um, the basic strategy when I got the 11th pick was to go wide receiver, wide receiver. That was pretty much the plan. Um, and then when the third 3-4 turn came around, I, I grabbed McFadden, which obviously was a mistake. I, I, you know, I feel like if you don't get a running back there, you're really pressing the issue. You go wait till five six. So I took McFadden and then Gates. But um, the the plan was to build their team around a solid tight end and good receivers. And uh, luckily, you know, I, I got Nate Burleson later on. He's been fantastic. And uh, I got you know I just picked up Donnie Avery tonight, which should help because I also have Cotchery. But uh, my plan is to basically play with my running backs as best I can and shuffle them around. And uh, Philip Rivers, Gates, and uh, my four receivers. You're listening to Billy Wasoski of the Big Payback. He participated. He's number one overall, and he's hoping to be sitting at that Big Payback League. Man, I know you're already thinking about it, $5,000 entry fee. Uh, you've got 637 bid dollars left, so you've got a nice amount here. Did you score anybody this week, uh, you know, tonight? Did you get anybody? I did. I actually spent uh, I spent 410 to get Donnie Avery. Um, nice. Yeah, that wasn't bad. The the backup the the next bid was three fifty, so I wasn't too you know you, you can't you hate it when you spend a lot of money and the next bid's like ten dollars or something. But uh, pretty good bid on him, Billy. Yeah, well he's a player. I, I think he's somebody who can make a difference at this point for me. And like I said, I have Cotri. He's out this week, so uh, most right. likely out this week. And uh, I need a receiver. I read you Wayne off, and uh, you know I don't want to let up. I got to keep you know keep pushing the issue here. So. Well, it makes you feel better when you uh, bid four ten, and what was the next? The next closest bid was three something. So uh, yeah, you're right in the ballpark, and just outbid them, and uh, so you you manage your money good there. I, I guess I have uh, you know a couple hundred bucks left, or I think a little less than a couple hundred bucks left, or a little more, and uh, I'll make that last after this week. I should be okay, if, you know, if I can avoid some injuries and everything. Yeah, and, you know, the interesting thing here, the reason why I gave it such a low grade was um, I, I just wasn't convinced that uh, McFadden could be your number one in this format. And then Moreno, I thought, still had question marks. But Fred Jackson filled in real nice for you. And then Leon Washington just kind of been up and down. They're really not using Leon in the right way. I, I see him going, taking him right up the middle all the time. That's what you have Thomas Jones for. Bounce him outside, throw to him. He's not getting any targets at all in the passing game. I mean, what are you doing about your running back spot here, Billy? Well, I, I, you know, like you said, I have Moreno, and he's actually starting to come on. I'm hoping he can hang on to the football after last week a little more better. But, uh, Fred Jackson, you know, he's starting to be phased out a little bit because Lynch is back. Um, and then Leon Washington, he's a guy who, I mean, I took in – I can't even tell you how many leagues I took him in. I have him so so many leagues all over the place. And I agree with you, Scott. They got to use this guy differently. They got to bounce him outside. They got to get him, you know, get him into the passing game a lot more because he's electric. I mean, the guy can score from anywhere, and uh, that's what, he was the guy that I really anticipated would be my number two all season. And, and I have been playing him, and he gets you seven to eight points. But you know, I want to see that in the, you know, mid double digits each week. Now you have McFadden on your team. Did you did you get Michael Bush or who do you, who do you have here to who do you have here to back him up? I don't have much to back him up, to be honest with you. I have um, uh, Moreno and Leon. I have Moreno, Leon, Fred Jackson, um, Jarius Norwood, who has been a huge disappointment. I thought he would get more work. Uh, yeah, I don't know where, what I don't know whatever happened to uh, Norwood. Yeah. Really, Billy. I mean, he he's just. I mean, he's gone off the radar. 
And uh, Kevin Jones was a guy I was really big on this year. And uh, I was really big on Kevin Jones this year. And, of course, that didn't work out too well because yeah. he, didn't, he didn't even get to play. He didn't even get to start the season. But, uh, this, this draft was a little early, wasn't it? So we had um, we had a little bit of time and a, and a couple of unanswered questions there. So That happens. That happens. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you, looking back in retrospect, what things did you do well and what would you have done differently now? Um, well, what I did well was the whole thing coming into this year is I was a little skeptical on all the running backs. There wasn't anybody, any one running back I was really in love with. And, uh, you know, this year, if you look at the running backs just scoring in any league across the board, you know, you have Adrian Peterson and Ronnie Brown, and then, you know, take Chris Johnson's big week away. And everybody else is kind of, you know, one week they get, you know, a nice game, and the next yep. week they're getting five or six. So the, the key was to get, especially at 11, you know, when you get the 11th spot, um, I wanted to get two good receivers. Moss is, you know, hopefully he picks it up this week. Wayne's been fantastic. Uh, but this, I guess looking back at it, I mean, again, I could have said, okay, I'm going to take Gates. And, and if I wouldn't have gone running back there, I'd probably have taken Dallas Clark. Is who I would have taken, which would look fantastic right now. But I wouldn't have had a running back for the first four picks. And you, that's you really ranked, Scott, you would have ranked me in the twelve as the twelfth best team. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your wide right, receivers have really came through, man. They have. That's they really ironic through. because uh, in the in the last couple of years it was like uh, running back, running back, running back. But now the tight ends have uh, they've come forefront, and it's kind of strange yeah. the way. Uh, in, in the world of fantasy football and high stakes fantasy football, the way you want to look at uh, running backs and tight ends, and uh, it's it's become a different world. The tight ends well, have been fantastic this year. They've been unbelievable. I mean, it, it, it's, it, I knew it was like going to be a deeper year, but not like this. I mean, you know, Vernon Davis is appearing now, and Brent Selleck's fantastic, and there are so many options at tight end right now. Uh, Heath Miller's yeah. great, and so, Tony Gonzo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, who wasn't great was Dustin Keller on Monday night, man. I'm sitting here. I've got <laughs> Keller in the Jets defense and uh, oh. you know, going on on Monday night, and they give me a big goose egg. Unbelievable. But you really – you really – go ahead. No, I was just going to say I was actually tied in the game going into Monday night, and my opponent had Keller in Miami's defense, and I had Thomas Jones, and I wasn't feeling too good about it. But, uh, you know, I ended up winning, of course, because Keller only, you know, Keller got a zero and Miami's defense got one point. So, you know, things happen. I think Keller will be more involved this week. I, I saw a guy on a message board. He he was up by – he was down by one point with Keller and Jets D going uh, into that game, think, thinking, I've got it wrapped up. And all you need is one catch-all game, and you go on and on and on, and it never happens. And it's just one of those things. You had Burleson. You had Burleson really pan out for you. Now you've added Avery. What's look? You're 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 doing well. You're right there at the top, right where you need to be, sitting in uh, this position. What do you What do you need to do to win? Um, I, I, well, I need everybody to stay healthy, of course. I mean, that's always a big factor, but that's a little out of my control. But um, I need Moreno again. I need Moreno to take charge of that job and really start producing, get a lot of passes. I need Leon Washington. He's the key. If Leon gets it going. That will be a huge boost for me because uh, these next few weeks with the buys, now I really, I mean, once Kotri's back, I have five receivers that are pretty decent options each week, so I should be put, be able to put in some really nice players through the bye weeks anyway. Um, you know, Red Rivers and Gates, and that's a big, that's going to be either my, you know, that's going to help me or kill me because, you know, a great game by them is going to make me, you know, it's going to be fantastic for me and, uh, you know, a poor game by them, and I'm, I can say bye-bye to the playoffs, so. Or in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, Billy, I really respect your opinion, and uh, now that I have you on the show, I'm going to use you. I've got two decisions to make in the World Championship. I need your help. I've got uh, I've got to bench one of these running backs this week: Ladanian Tomlinson, Brandon Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw, or Pierre Thomas. Oh boy. Well, I've got to bench one. Logic says LT, but I like LT this week. Um, okay. Hmm. Tough to play both Giants, I, I, I would think. You know, one of them, well, both of them are going to – but it's hard to pick which one, too. I, I mean, I think Jacobs is way overdue to have, like, you know, a two-touchdown game. Uh, hmm. That's, tough, that's a tough one, Scott. All uh, right, well, I, I, won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't play stump the walls here, but I'll, I'll give you a wide receiver <laughs> decision. 
I've got to I've got to I've got to start Derek Mason and Deshaun Jackson. I've got Reggie Wayne on by, so I have to start one of these scrubs: Justin Gage, Kenny Britt, the, uh, Julian Edelman, or Keenan Burton. Um, I would roll with Keenan Burton, and the reason why is is if you look at Jacksonville, they're not really good. They're they're number two. Um, they're not against good wide receivers. Number two wide receiver, right? So, right. you know, and, and, you know, you're looking at St. Louis. They're going to be throwing the ball. Um, Jacksonville will probably get out to the lead. Who doesn't get out to the lead on St. Louis? And they're probably going to have right. to throw the football. So, uh, I, you know, I was a big Justin Gage fan early on, and I still, yeah. you know, I still think he's going to rebound every single week. It's the same thing. It's one catch for this. Plus, I, I think oh. the weather I think the weather in New England is supposed to be sloppy. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I would go with Burton in that one. Uh, let me think about the other one. I, that, that's a tough call. That's a real tough well, call. Well, hey, shoot me, a, shoot me an email or a text sometime right. before the games. Billy, thanks so much for being with us, buddy. We are really rooting for you in our first ever big payback satellite. And, uh, man, I will hopefully see you in Vegas at the $5,000 table. That would be fantastic. All right. Hey, thanks for joining good luck, us, Billy. Billy. Good luck, Billy. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. That was Billy Wasowski. Uh Mike, he's doing really well. 13 victory points in that format. You need the victory points. You get two points for a win, zero points for a loss, and then you get two points for being in the top four in scoring, one point for the middle four, and zero points for the bottom four in scoring every week. So it, so it's a nice hybrid of, of points and wins, and that's the format that these big, big leagues use, and he's doing very well in it. Well, uh, basically, Scott, you better score points, and you better score a ton of them quick and uh, make your team uh, – yeah, I mean, whether you win or lose a game, I mean, you obviously want to win every game, but you got to win games and score a ton of points in that format. Yeah, what what do you think about that uh, running back decision I, I threw at him? That's a toughie, isn't it? Whoa, man, that that was tough. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, it's you know, you can flip a coin on that. I, I've got Jacobs on the bench right now, I, and like he said, he is due. But I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing the power. I'm not seeing him, uh, you know, p- power through the line. He's look, he, look at these carries for Jacobs, 16, 16, 26, 21, 21. Mikey's had 100 carries. You know how many touchdowns this guy has? One. And he's averaging 3.55 yards a carry, four receptions all year. Now, the receptions aren't a surprise, but come on. Three point five five yards a carry yeah, and one yeah, touchdown. Yeah, that's, that's not much. That sounds like uh, Tim Hightower stuff. You know, <laughs> where he not can, Brandon uh, Jacobs, right? Right. I mean, I mean, you know, he might he might get a touchdown here or there, but uh, you know, as far as the name goes, it it does well for a minute, but that's about it. Bradshaw has fifty eight carries for more yards, three hundred seventy five. He's averaging six point five yards a carry. And he's already got two touchdowns. The important thing is, and he really doesn't have a lot of receptions either. Six catches, 74 yards. It's really a different team this year for the for the Giants. It's the, it's Eli's team. He's throwing the ball. He's getting them in the end zone. So <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I you can't what, believe. Scott, I, I, I cannot wait to break down that game with uh, the Giants at, uh, New at New Orleans. Yeah. Well, I go ahead, wait. break it down. You've got the floor, man. We've got Boss full well, practice this week. Danny Ware was a full practice with the elbow. He's back. Bradshaw is limited with the ankle and foot injury. That's been happening every week. I've been watching him. They've been babying him at practice. He comes out there and he plays. It's a lingering injury, but he's playing. He's playing through it. And then Mike Bell is back, man. Full practice on Friday with a knee. How do these guys fit in? Well, I'll tell you what. In my opinion, uh, this is going to be – it's not going to be the shootout that people expect. Uh, I, I really think that uh, the defenses are going to rise up. The Giants' defense, uh, it's it's been known they're very good. Uh, New Orleans' defense is going to be very strong in the interior. Uh, I think they're going to – New Orleans is going to stop Jacobs and Bradshaw, and they're going to – you know, Eli Manning, it's his first time playing in the Dome. I mean, he's been, he's been watching it from afar, but – his first time playing in the dome. Yeah, he's going to have a tough experience. Tough experience. Wow. He, and, he plays uh, in I, the wind, and he plays in the the wind, the Meadowlands. He can do it all, man. This guy went into Green Bay 
in the freezing cold, the ice bowl, and won. I don't think he's going to have a hard time in the temperature-controlled dome. The, the well, Saints are – The Saints are, are are they for real, though, Mike? They're, they're the fourth-best rushing defense in the league right now. Is this for real? See, 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 see what's, what's undercovered is their defense, what you just said. Their defense is better than people – you know, people are thinking, oh, it's three breeze, it's Mark Coulson. It's, it's I just think that uh, I think New Orleans has what it takes to get it done. But what I was saying was, New Orleans has what it takes. Their defense has what it takes. They're underrated. So we're going to see what they can do at home against the Giants at 1 o'clock and against Eli Manning, Steve Smith, and all that bunch. Okay, Mike, maybe we're back. Technical difficulties on the end of Blog Talk Radio. Let's just check in with our crew. Make sure everybody's still with us. They had a they had a they they're still hanging in there it looks like. So, let, Mike, we're I going back I, to Giants. You know, Scott, Tower. I think they got tired of me rambling. <laughs> Blog Talk Radio said, Bang! "They cut they cut your mic, man. They cut your mic." <laughs> I don't know. We've got we've we've got Halloween. Maybe it's just getting a little uh, getting a little freaky around here. Well, anyway, we are back. <laughs> Pastor Pat, he's uh, he he brings the heat for us every week. Listen, Mike, a lot of good games this week. We we do have a couple of guests still going to join us. Mike Santos is going to join us from the Red vs. Blue stat, and we've got Alex Kaganowski, Doctor Props, going to join us with the money plays this week. So we uh, we've, we've still got a lot to cover. We've barely got into this. Let me go over the injuries real quick. For everybody, and I'm going to run right through these, Mike. Stop me if you need yep. to. Calvin Johnson did not practice with the knee. Uh, this is this situation getting very bad for the owners that took Calvin Johnson in the first and second round. It's just it's just atrocious for some of these injuries that we're seeing. Brandon Jackson is back, Mike. Brandon Jackson, the third nice. down back in Green Bay, and the handcuff, the true handcuff for Ryan Grant. He is back from that ankle injury. We might just see him get a little bit more work than than we're expecting. Moving on to uh, Percy Harvin, he with the shoulder injury. He was limited Friday. Be careful with Percy Harvin. We don't know how bad this shoulder is. He's playing Baltimore anyway. Might be a guy you might want to sit this week. Um, as I already said, Kevin Boss, full practice. He's back. Ahmad Bradshaw is limited. And Mike Bell, full practice. I don't know what that's going to mean for Pierre uh, and Reggie Bush. I would imagine Reggie Bush is still going to be Reggie. Pierre has been the one that's been getting the work. He's looked fantastic. I can't imagine they put Bell in too yeah. fast. But it is getting kind of crowded back there, Mike. Well, it is, but Pierre's your guy. I mean, he's shown it. He wants it, and uh, he's proven it. But uh, the bottom line with that whole offense with New Orleans, it revolves around Drew Brees and that offensive line. Whatever they want to do, they're going to do. We've got uh, fast Willie Parker, full practice, Mike. He is back with that toe injury, and he's playing Cleveland. This might be a game that they want to go ahead and see what he can do and just to get him back in the swing. But they, I think they're going to take it easy on him at first. Yeah. First game back, Mendenhall looks fantastic. Why yeah. Why risk Willie? Uh, but, yeah, but he exactly. Did, he did fully practice. Exactly, Scott. I mean, what uh, Rashard Mendenhall has done in the last two games, uh, you know, I'm, I'm – Sorry to say, but Willie Parker, you may be on the you may be on the way out. 
because uh, Mendenhall has proven himself. We've got uh, the Carolina, Carolina-Tampa game. Steve Smith with the knee and Jonathan Stewart with the Achilles. Both, Mike, full practices on Friday. They are both a go. Get them back in the lineup if you need to. Jonathan Stewart's a guy that you're going to keep watching here. I think they're going to start getting him a little bit more and more work. He had like 10, 11 carries last week, got that touchdown, a big touchdown, came through for me big time. Uh, I really needed that. Ernest Graham with a hamstring, full practices back. And when you look at Carolina's defense against the run, it's a defense that you can be ran on very easily. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Tampa give them a game. They're at home. Tampa needs a win. This is the type of game you might see uh, Tampa do something. Matter of fact, Mike, when I look at the targets real quick, let me pull up my target report right here. I circled something as soon as I saw it. Um, these guys... These guys for Tampa got a lot more work last week. This Josh Josh Johnson, he threw 12 times to Winslow, 12 times to Michael Clayton, and 11 times to Antonio Bryant. Now, he's not completing a whole bunch of them except to Winslow, but uh, they're getting that offense, you know, a little bit in gear. The defense is what they're going to have the problems with. They're not going to be able to stop Carolina, but I have a feeling Tampa is going to be able to run on Carolina. Well, it might be a lot of fun to – See if they can run, but if they can't, then uh, Josh Johnson, he's going to have them targets. He's going to have eight, ten targets uh, throughout the wide receiver core. So uh, it might not be a bad play for uh, a wide receiver uh, for Tampa Bay. Let me get through a few more injuries. Clinton Portis is back to being limited in practice with the calf injury. This is old news for Portis. I expect him to play, but just look out. Kevin Curtis, full practice. I don't know what that means for Macklin. It probably means a few less uh, you know, targets for Macklin. McNabb is first week back, and wow, what a week Macklin had. Uh, McFadden is also out in this game again. For you guys that drafted McFadden, you've got to be just utterly disappointed and and kicking yourself for drafting this guy so early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike Breston is limited again with the knee injury, so watch out for Breston. Uh, that should mean big things for Warner and Fitz again. Uh, Burleson limited all week. Okay, watch out, Burleson. Full practice on Friday, and so he's a go. Uh, but but this back injury for Burleson hasn't really slowed him down yet. And then Hasselback has been just absolutely on fire. You've got to start those guys having your lineup. Uh, Randy Moss got, with the shoulder I, 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 limited. Go ahead, Mike. I got to throw. I, yeah, I got to throw something at you, Scott. Uh, and it's totally off the radar. But is this guy un? I mean. P.O. Does anybody really care what he's doing right now? Well, he's doing nothing, and and that's a good lead-in for Mike Santos. Mike Santos, the the, uh, the Coyotes, Coyote Streakers, is with us right now. How's it going, Scott and Mike? How are you guys? What's up, Mike? Oh, not a whole lot. Just, uh. Got back from the horse races tonight. Betted on some few uh, few ponies tonight out in the Fresno Fair. Yeah. Have any winners tonight? Uh, I hit a couple trifectas and a couple wins, but uh, they were heavy favorites, so they didn't pay out too much. But uh, it was a good time as usual. What track were you playing? Uh, we were out at the Fresno, the big uh, Fresno County Fair. Uh, they had uh, ten races going today. So don't get Mike started. Race. <laughs> yeah. Don't get him started, Mike. Mike Santos. I'm gonna call you uh, Santos. So, you, right. but he, you know, Trent here. He lives near Louisville, so he gets the he goes to Churchill, and that's uh, that's his thing. There, so, yeah, all right. I love Churchill. Well, Mike, uh, Mr. Santos here. Let Let's talk about this red versus blue league that you were in. You were you participated in our first ever play by play satellite draft. It was a whole lot of fun. Thanks for being a part of that. This is for a free entry at the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And here you are, number two in points overall. What is this team doing, and what do you got to do to win? Well, I tell you what, uh, my team has scored pretty well so far. Um, You know, I sort of bombed on my first pick with LT, you know. I was warned by a few guys, and uh, you know who you are about LT. And, uh, you know, I still was high on him, and I took him, and he really hasn't done a whole lot this year. So considering my first pick – hasn't done anything, you know, I'm real happy to be in the number two spot. Um yeah. able to have uh, two really good quarterbacks with Philip Rivers and Hasselbeck. They've done really well. And I've had uh, Joseph Adai, uh, Fred Jackson, and Pierre Thomas fill in in these weeks. Um, Great. You know, 
playing the playing the matchups with those guys. And then my receivers have been uh, fairly strong with Reggie Wayne, um, Hushman Zada, Mike Sims, Walker, and uh, Kevin Hester. I, I was high on Walker to begin with in the offseason. I had him in quite a few leagues. And, um, you know, I dropped him after week one like a lot of guys did. But I uh, knew I made a mistake, and I put a lot of my free agent money back into him. And I was lucky enough to get him back. And he looks like he's going to be a top 20 receiver from here on out. He looks real explosive. Um, I also have uh, Greg Olson at tight end, who really hasn't done as much as I expected. I expect him to pick it up a little bit, um, which I think he will. So considering, yeah. you know, LT and Olsen slacking a little bit, um, you know, I, I think my team has potential uh, to score, you know, keep scoring well. And uh, if I get anything from LT, um, you know, I, I think I'll be in the hunt, you know, for a playoff spot in this league. There's a lot of good owners in this league. And, you know, I'm sort of tapped out on free agent money, but I'm happy as Happy to spend it on Mike Walker, who I think might be one of the pickups of the year. You know, he's one of those guys like last year, Lance Moore. You got on the waiver wire, you you know, essentially got a top 15 receiver, you know, basically for nothing. You know, I think he's that type of guy, and, you know, we'll just go from there and see what happens. Well, the fact that you're number two in points overall and you have LT and Olsen, who can only go up from here, you've got to be feeling pretty good, man. And, I tell you, I, I had your team. Uh, I, I liked your team right off the bat from the get-go. I didn't know that obviously Sims Walker was going to be uh, the caliber he was. Your quarterbacks are sitting pretty all year uh, with Hasselback and Rivers now. Uh, Mike, you're number two overall in points. What what is it? What is it going to take though to to get you over that uh, this this guy, this team Thompson? I'll tell you what it's going to take right now. I'm looking at my team. And I'm really liking my receiver situation. I think what it's really going to take is either A, Pierre Thomas, or B, LaDainian Thompson to become that running back. I, I think they can. I took Pierre Thomas in the third round. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype on him going into the season. I was one of his biggest fans. I still am one of his biggest fans. Um, it looks like Reggie Bush is getting phased out a little bit. He's more of just a third down type back, so he's not really a factor in terms of Thomas's value. It'll be interesting to see what Bell does coming forward with those two. But I have high hopes for Thomas. Um, I've seen him play firsthand. I've had him last year. Um, I really think he's a, a pretty solid running back in a great offense with great opportunity. If he can, if he can be just, you know, 75% of what I think he can be, um, you know, I think this team can compete. And if LT comes back, and I know he's not the LT of old, it's clearly obvious. But if we can get him back in there with 15 to 20 touches you know, pick up 10 to 15 solid points. That's all I really need. Um, you know, at this point, you're just looking for guys to give you solid points. And if you're carried by one position, which would be my running or my receivers and uh, solid quarterback play, I, I think I should be able to compete. And I really do expect Olsen um, to come out of this bye week, um, you know, working working through things and building that chemistry with uh, Cutler. I think he's going to step it up uh, going forward. So, I think Pierre Thomas, Ladanian Thompson is the key to my team, and if and if one of those guys comes through and pans out, uh, I think I'll be right up there, you know, in the top four or five well, or so, which which is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Mike. Uh, coming out, uh, Pierre Thomas is going to be a huge impact to your team. Uh, looking at it right now, I mean, you need to have him to step up, but I don't think he, I don't think got to worry a bit. Because uh, I think this kid is, uh, he's legit. And uh, Drew Brees, he loves having that option. So, uh, you know, I think uh, Pierre Thomas is going to be fun for you. And uh, he's going to be, he's going to run for a lot of yards and get some touchdowns for you. Well, uh, Mr. Santos, you're one heck of a fantasy player. And you do well in just about all the leagues I see you in. Talk to us about, uh, you know, what's one thing that, that, fancy players get caught up in what's one thing that you know has has led you to some success after the draft you're making good lineup decisions usually what what's something that we that we need to be watching out for that that uh you know is, is just one of those things that's a trap well to be honest you know i you know, there's a lot of different things you can look at I, I i like to look personally at the amount of snaps guys are out on the football field you know how many plays they're getting out there you know if they're not on the field they're not going to produce and you know, you get a guy that has a fluky or, or a high-scoring week, and you can tell that type of player, he's not on the field all the time. It's not going to be a consistent basis. you got to really dig and find out how that team is using that player in that offense. And if they're featuring that guy, you know it's going to be a trend. You know, and a lot of these free agents, you just really have to dig deep. And I, I like to look at teams that 
that have these guys, you know, they come out of nowhere, and, and if they don't have a lot of talent, they weren't highly drafted, a lot of times it's going to be a one-week deal. But if these guys have got some talent, they're in a good offense, and they're used correctly, those are the type of guys you go after. For example, last year, Lance Moore, you know, he was he was a free agent on most, most uh, leagues last year, and I sort of looked at him as a guy on a great offense with great opportunity with injury in front of him, you know, and I knew I knew going going on he was probably going to be one of the main targets. You just got to look at each situation differently, and uh, you try not to fall in love with guys um, too quickly or, or hold on to them too long. And you know, I I don't know. I sort of move around quite a bit, and I I try to I try to keep my opinions open on guys because in the NFL, each week from week to week definitely changes everything. I mean. From one week, guys said, from the next guy, you know, the next week you're thinking, well, why do I still have him? You know, you just got to yeah. keep your eye open. And, and I think the main thing is scouting these players and watching the games. You can learn a lot from watching the games, seeing how the coaches use the players on the field. If you're not watching the games and watching the players, you can't just go through the box score and say, hey, this guy did that. you got to actually watch those guys play. And I think that's what I try to do best is to watch the players. Yeah, and if you watch Mike Sims Walker, you know that he's an absolute beast, and he's a guy that's going to definitely propel you. I like what you said about snaps, because I'm sitting here looking at this wide receiver situation I have on my hands, and so I pull up my snap counts, my trusty snap count sheet here, and it says that Justin Gage was involved in 38 plays last week, uh, and Keenan Burton was involved in 39 plays. Matter of fact, Burton was involved in one more passing play than Donnie Avery, so you know, I think I will start Keenan Burton. I like I like the fact that he's getting opportunities already this early. Eight or nine targets last week. I expect that type of game again where, you know, they're going to be behind again. So uh, I think I will start Burton. Yeah, that's not a bad Appreciate play. That. You know, considering St. Louis, they're going to be behind in most of their games. they got to throw to somebody. I mean, he's going to be on the field, and, you know, somebody's going to get some looks, and no reason why it can't be Burton. You know, that's a perfect example of a guy, you know, just out of, opportunity he's going to be on the field you know he's not necessarily the most talented guy but he's going to be on the field and that's the main thing guys guys need to realize who's on the field you know you know that's that's the big picture to me you know Absolutely. if they got some talent to go with it that's even better all right mike well thanks for joining us man good luck in this red versus blue satellite you're right there in the hunt hang in there your team's looking great hey thanks scott and mike you guys take it easy all hey, right take care. Going, mike that Mike Santos, Mike, he is one heck of a player. If you watch him, uh, I've been following a lot of his leagues, and he's right there in the thick of things in every single league. He's uh, he, he's doing it. So uh, you got to listen to what that guy has to say. Well, Mike, we got about 13 minutes left in the program, and when you hear that noise, oh, oh, you know, it can only be one person. The prognosticator. The prognosticator. Last week, three last week, Alex. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, guys. What's up, Alex? Man, good job last week. Good job. I mean, all thank you, thank you. Uh, they had to be fun. Thank you, thank you. I've already, I've already booked my vacation. We had it paid for thanks to those plays. What is on the, what is on the pipe for this week? Well. <clears throat> You know, I, uh, I I looked at my I looked at my plays here, or the list of the plays, and and it, it's a weird week that nothing was really jumping out at me. Uh, so I, I kind of had to really handicap a little bit harder than I usually Uh-oh. do. Uh oh. Uh oh. But I did find three plays for you guys, and I'm going to start with one that I never, ever, ever. Uh, do and that's take a big lay the wood and, and take a big favorite. Okay, and, everybody, get out your pens, get out your paper. We're gonna we're gonna uh, debut uh, week six picks. So go ahead. All right, uh, I I did I did this, made this play uh, last year and it was with Ed Reed and um, the play is whether or not he will record an interception uh, in this week's game and it's minus two twenty that he will not. <laughs> And uh, I took that. Wow. I took this play. If you guys remember, last year when uh, Ed Reed was intercepting all those passes, I believe he had nine on the year. And, You're gonna uh, get Brett and I, Favre. Yeah, and I won. And this year I'm gonna go back to the well. And um, basically, I look at it this way: it's uh, minus 220, so you're laying 220 to win 100. 
Uh, Ed Reed averages one interception for, per two and a half games. So you're already ahead as far as you're only laying 220. The true odds are two and a half to one if you just look at the numbers. Uh, you but have this a is guy, Brett Favre. <laughs> well, no, this I'm talking about Ed Reed. Well, Brett Favre, you know, I'm going to leave alone for uh, for a second because Brett Favre is not, you know, chucking it all around like he used to. So uh, you have to, you know, he's kind of like a neutral factor, I believe, in this particular. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. But but Ed Reed is, uh, like I said, two and a half, uh, one interception per two and a half games. He is 31 years old. You got to remember that. Uh, and uh, you know, he's uh, basically. I'm just kind of playing the value here. So. Um, I'm going to say that uh, uh, the chances of Ed Reed to intercept uh, this pass is not 2-1. to one. It's more in the neighborhood of 3-1 to one or something like that, so I just feel I'm getting value here. Ed Reed minus 220 to not get an interception on Brett Favre in Minnesota. Okay, I like that. He's on the road. He's on the road. This isn't a, this isn't a home game where the Ravens are going to take care of business. This is a game where the Ravens are going to have to fight tooth and nail to stay in this game. So I like that. Okay. All right. Um, Play number two. I'm going to go to Antonio Bryant for the first time this year. And um, the play is over under on his receiving yards, and it stands at 45 and a half, uh, which I thought was very low, um, all things considered. And uh, I'm going to take the over. Uh, over 45 and a half, lay 15 cents. And the way I see it is this. Uh, apparently he practiced, he had a full practice for the first time, I believe, in, what, uh, two, three months. Um, he is uh, obviously making uh, a connection with Josh Johnson a little bit, uh, or Josh Johnson is making a connection with him. Uh, right. The last two games, uh, four for 42 for Bryant and five for 62 last week. He's getting a ton of targets. And he's obviously getting the receptions. He's trending upward, 45-and-a-half. Uh, I don't think it should be a problem. The Carolina, uh, I don't believe they have uh, anyone really to be too concerned about as far as defensive backs. And uh, you got to expect Tampa Bay to be coming from behind once again. So over 45-and-a-half. Very and interesting half. play, Alex. Very interesting it looks, it looks, play, No, it looks easy. It looks really easy. I mean, they, this game – I don't know how many yards he had last week, but I know he had, you know, eight or nine targets. No, Antonio Brandt had a, 11 targets last week. Yeah, five. So, yeah, and, and it doesn't take much for Antonio Bryant to get over 45 yards. I mean, he can do it in one catch. So Correct. Uh, I, I like that. Okay, Antonio Bryant over 45 and a half. And then we've got three plays this week, right? Yeah, one more. Uh, I got one more, and um, again, it was tough uh, to find him, and I thought this was uh, these were the three best ones. Uh, this one is going to be with Tom Brady's passing yards, and the over/under was 248 and a half, which uh, I thought was very low, at least 10 yards too low. And I'm going to take the over 248 and a half uh, versus the Tennessee Titans' uh, pass non-defense, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, has given up four 300-plus passing yard games out of the five, and, and the one that they didn't give up uh, 300 was to uh, to Scott's, uh, Scott's boy, Sanchez. So um, that's pretty – that's understandable. So uh, Brady uh, – Fred, Fred – uh, <laughs> sorry, Scott. Uh, Fred Taylor out. Uh, the running game, maybe not the same. Brady's going to uh, probably use Moss and uh, – and uh, Welker here, and uh, I think he'll get to 250 easily. So over 248 and a half. Mike, that looks like a trap, doesn't it? 248. Why would yeah. they set it that low? They're just begging you to take it. What do you have to pay for that? Uh, just 15 cents, unless uh, unless it's going to get moved uh, uh, shortly, which it probably will. I love the uh, I love the Brady 248 and a half over. That that sounds good, uh, Alex. I mean. You know, the way you broke it down was perfect. Uh, I'm not so high on the Bryant pick, but uh, the Tom Brady over 248.5, no problem. Wait, wait, wait. You're not so high on the Bryant pick. I'm going to go double on that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really not. 
I'm really not. That 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 offense, that whole team, uh, that begs for uh, they need some help. Well, it's all right, Mike. You can disagree with me. Uh, you know, just don't <laughs> just don't bet against me because then you'll lose. Hey, I'll tell you what. Based off of last week, you're doing pretty fine, sir. <laughs> well, and I and I and I want to get a chance to brag on you just for a minute, Alex. And, and Mike, if you don't know this, Alex is in the World Championship of Fantasy Football as well. At 876 teams, and and Alex is ranked in number three. Mike, the same amount of picks he's given us, he's ranked number three overall on the on the Wackoff leaderboard with one heck of a team. Alex, what's uh, what's what's going on here with this team, and what's it going to take to get that. you over the top? I'm uh, getting a little bit lucky there. I'm missing Gore, and uh, I got Reggie Bush. Uh, you know, obviously underperforming and. I thought I, I lost Hassel back there for a while, and then Eli Manning, Hob, I thought maybe we'd be losing, but the rest of the team is smoking. So, you know, I got a, bit, a little bit of luck here. I drafted Sims Walker, and uh, uh, the key to my draft was uh, drafting uh, the three Colts, was, uh, uh, which was uh, Wayne, uh, Dallas Clark, and Joseph Adai. Uh, yeah. Probably a lot of people may look at that and, you know, kind of laugh, but I've used that strategy in the past, and, you know, obviously on a high-scoring team. and You knew what you had to do at the time, though, Alex, and, and that was good. I mean, you, you got to draft uh, people, at uh, players at the time, and know what you need to do with them. Right. Well, Mike, and, and not only is he number three in the whack-off, and I'm just bragging a little bit, he's number nine overall in the NFFC. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> awesome. I can't, I'm actually, it's funny. I mean, I, I, I'm really Come on, I'm, Alex. Pat yourself on the back there, buddy. I'm getting, I'm getting probably even luckier there because I, I took Randy Moss with my number one pick overall, who's been, you know, probably way below average, and Brandon Jacobs with my second overall pick. So, you know, my first two picks are, you know, barely oh. performing, and but the rest of the team is smoking again, and you know, <laughs> I, so I got, I got pretty lucky again. I drafted Sims Walker there. Uh, then you know, uh, I drafted him and and I, I did like him. See, it, and, it uh, all comes, and I got, it, it um, all comes. It I all draft, comes full circle. I drafted, the, uh, I drafted Brown. I drafted a die there as well. Uh, I, and I got lucky with Roethlisberger in like the ninth round. So, you know, there you go. It's uh, it's a lot more luck than skill, that's for sure, when you're up it's there. It's incredible. incredible. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say it's luck, but it's about when you draft, uh, especially in round six, seven, eight, nine, ten, in that in that time frame, uh, that's when you – that's when you catch uh, lightning in a bottle, and that's yeah, when you Mike, catch. You know, and, and and some people, some people might say, "I am the smartest man alive." <laughs> <laughs> With the start of the season you're having, Alex, is absolutely incredible. Good luck the rest of the way. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks, All right, Doctor Props. He's having one heck of a season. Mike is incredible. Third in the whack off and nine overall in the NFFC. You don't have seasons uh, very often like that. And I'm looking at both the teams, and they're loaded for bear, Mike. They've, there's a lot more to go for those teams. Yeah, that's he's smoking. Got, I mean, he's, he's got a lot of stuff, uh, you know, just ready to bring to the table, and uh, he's just he's having fun with it, let's face it. Yep. And, uh, well, we've got, uh, we've got one minute left in the show, Mike, and it went too fast again. We uh, we love finishing out the week and getting ready. Let's let's have a good Sunday. I had a lot of good luck. I was absolutely blessed this past week to win all my leagues. We had one heck of a run in NFFC. We were one of the. I will we not. I will not open open it up Sunday. Don't open it up. No, not. we had. I was calling you with updates. We had Bradshaw. We had Macklin. We had Winslow. We had Hasselback. We had Eddie Royal. Everybody we had in the lineup was dominating until you opened up the. The team to look at. I, it. I did. And, and I did. I opened Chris, up with Johnson. We had when Chris Johnson, Johnson played, and Pierre Garcon up. to go, and yep. you had to open up your damn browser, and all of a sudden <laughs> our team falls apart. Chris Johnson, I Pierre Garcon. I open up again. They get like five points, okay? You need to keep off the browser. Leave I it will. alone. Let our guys get the job done. We had 200 points on us, dude. We could have done we, we we could have done a whole lot better if you'd have just left it alone, man. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for joining us. Good luck this week in your high stakes leagues. We uh, we're looking forward to being here next Friday night, and uh, you know all the best to you guys. Thanks for everybody in Red vs. Blue crew. We'll see you next week.
Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Mike, it was one, uh, one heck of a show. That was fun. That was fun. I Tell still you. don't like the Antonio, Antonio Bryant pick. But, uh, oh, I, I, I think that one's easy, though. I don't. That was too good I, to pass up. But I like you know, uh, he, lays up, he lays up pretty good stuff. Yeah, and you know, I started off the show with I can't believe what I just saw, and it, all Sunday it was like that for me, Mike. I'm like I can't believe what I just saw. Yeah. Brandon Marshall, the moves that he had, uh, Miles Austin, those touchdowns that he had, uh, Andre Caldwell with the touchdown, what he did. Bradshaw, when he was going off, I couldn't believe it. Roddy yeah, White. I mean, I mean there were I some mean, huge, huge games. I mean, by, by two o'clock, we had we had what uh, fifty points at least. Oh, we had a hundred, man! It was crazy. Uh, Jeremy Macklin going off for six yeah. for one forty-two and two. Yeah. I'm like the hits it, keep coming. Come on, come on, the hits keep coming. And then, and then Andre Johnson had a couple of great uh, plays at the end. You know, Warner started off 250-2 and two right off the bat at halftime, and he didn't do anything the rest of the half. It, it allowed Matt Schaub to come use that second half all the way and, and take care of business. And by the end of the game, you know, you're looking at Andre Johnson, 8 for 102. I mean, can, I can't, can you, you can't bench Andre Johnson. Johnson. Can you imagine if Chris Johnson would have had half a game what he had in week two, oh, wow. That's 200 points right there. No problem. Absolutely. Mike, the games this weekend, uh, the late game, Chicago and Atlanta, and then Denver at San Diego on Monday night, I'll tell you what, that's going to be one heck of a game. I picked up the Charger D because I like the home D on Monday night to, you know, maybe get a couple big plays. But I, I tell you, this Denver team, 5-0, and who would have ever dreamed in a million years Denver and Josh McDaniels would be 5-0? and Yeah, exactly. And who would have dreamed that Cincinnati Bengals would be 4-1? and And like we talked about, they're a sniff away from being 5-0, and and they're a sniff away from being 0-5. Um, yeah. The NFL is crazy, but you have to treat every single game, every single time, like it's your last. And, you know, those two teams have done it, Denver and Cincinnati. I'm going out on a limb this week, Mike, and the, I'm going to say that Houston beats Cincinnati this week. I don't think Cincinnati is the type of team that can win the games that they're supposed to win. I don't I don't think they're there yet. I think well, they, they, they look Green Bay, Denver, uh, or, or not Denver, but Green Denver's Bay. They're supposed to win the game. And Baltimore, you know, they're winning some big, big games, but – I think Houston is the type of team that can sneak up on them. Well, one thing about Cincinnati, they've never spo- supposed to win a game because they're freaking losers. Let's let's just put it cut dry and simple. They don't win games because they're not supposed to win games, just like at Baltimore. Who would have thought Cincinnati would go into Baltimore and win that game? Yeah. I think Cincinnati's on a high, and I think, I think they'd be Houston with no problem. 
Well, and if you're having any questions at all, I think you got to get every Philadelphia or every Arizona Cardinal and every Seattle Seahawk in your lineup this week. Carlson, Oosh, Burleson, Hasselback, Warner, obviously Fitz and Bolden. you got to get all these guys in there. It's going to be a shootout type of game uh, in the late games, the 4 o'clock games. So if you're not doing yeah. very well, yeah. hopefully you have some of those guys that are going to go. So, I totally agree, Scott. I mean, those games are going to be shootout. And I guess, I guess the game, and, I guess the game of the week is going to be the Giants and the Saints, Mike. The Giants at the Saints are the Saints for real. I guess we're going to find out. And and I tell you, I've got so many guys in this game. I got Pierre Thomas. The, I got Jacobs and Bradshaw. I really don't know what's going to happen here. I have a bad feeling that it's not going to be good for my running backs, but I've got to start them. Well, first off, where'd the music go? And second off, uh, because I love that music, uh, second <laughs> off, this is going to be a defensive battle. I, I really believe that New Orleans defense is going to bring bring it to the table. And, uh, you know, Eli Mining, he, it might not be that easy for him and Steve Smith to hook up. I do believe that P.O. Thomas is going to have fun against New York Giants. Well, you might be right. You might be wrong. Usually you're wrong, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> if I only had the patience to pull up all of the, the, the predictions that you make on this show and the times you put yourself out there, I, I tell you, I'd have just a, a, a CD, an instant, an instant bestseller. Pierre Thomas has fun. Eli Manning has troubles. I, ho- I okay. hope you're right, man. Red versus blue. We'll see you next week, gang. Take care. Thanks.